Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ben Speaks. I am your mostly forgettable host, Chris Blakeman. Thanks for listening in. This is uh, a post-op edition. This will be the second, maybe even the third post-op edition I've done. And uh, there's nothing remarkable about post-op edition. It just sounds fun to say it's an edition of some sort. Now, um, it's been a while. And uh, it's not because I just had my second hip replaced in less than a year. Now, that's got nothing to do with why it's been a while. It's been a while because I needed to unplug from politics. not because I was going insane or anything to that effect, because I'm still a conservative and I still vote Republican, and that is enough to drive you nuts, just not insane. Now, uh, a few things have happened since the last time I even made an attempt to uh, make an uh, episode, and uh, one of them is uh, uh, last summer my riding season was cut short because of a dimwit, and uh, everybody's happy and healthy, and no one really got hurt. <clears throat> uh, truth be told, it may be a bit of a godsend because my insurance company backed up the Brinks truck on me, even though I was considered at fault. And, um, you know, bike is sharper than ever. Honestly, if you saw it before and after, you'd, you'd probably be amazed, even if you are not a motorcycle aficionado. At any rate. It's been a while because we we get a little hyper with the outrage. And in this country, the trend seems to be one outrage after another. I see these really cool memes like, oh, it's bank collapse season. I was just gearing up for train derailment season. You know, those are humorous to a certain extent, but it's, 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 it's just a a metaphor for how quickly things change, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. Now, I get, I get, uh, apathetic when, um, things don't seem to, uh, route themselves in, in a way where justice prevails. And, uh, after the 2024 or 2020 election, uh, I really started just backing off now, not because I'm uh, such a huge Trumpster that uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. It's actually not the case. Uh, I'm really not the biggest Trump supporter on the planet. I, I, I think there's a lot of merit for the values of uh, the, the Trump uh, administration, but um, there were just as many uh, negative uh, things that came out of the Trump administration too. And that's a very unpopular opinion, but Hey, I'm a very, I'm full of very unpopular opinions. In fact, I'm going to share, you know, one of them with you today at some point and, and it's not going to really go over well with a lot of people, but I can guarantee you, I can fix exactly what's wrong with this country uh, very easily. The problem is, is nobody's going to go for it. And when I say very easily, I don't even mean in a, uh, tyrannical or autocratic way. 
I mean literally fix the problems in this country using the tools of liberty that the Constitution give us. Now, I'm a father of two sons, and I've been a part of raising two other sons, stepsons of mine. I love my children. My children are now adults. But you see, we give a lot of gravity to the word adult. And being a, an alpha type male, and, and, and a pretty good one, I'm a pretty good example of what an alpha male is, and I, I look the part, I walk the part, I play the part. This is not, I'm not blowing my own horn here. What I'm saying is I'm pretty good at calling a spade a spade and I have the convictions to back it up. Now I love my children, but to me, they're still children. They may be 21 going on 22, but their, their minds for as developed as they are, they're simply put, they're not adults, okay? They, all of them, and this goes for most children across the board as young adults, they don't have the comprehension skills to manage their finances. <clears throat> they are still very short-sighted and think that they're invincible, and oftentimes they act on their impulses and they act on their emotions. They are simply put, not to be trusted, not a whole lot. This, uh, this, this resounds throughout all industries when it comes down to younger adults. Uh, insurance is very, very expensive for a young man because, well, they're impulsive when they drive and they tend to be in a category that uh, puts them in more high risk. So um, with younger people who aren't established, uh, getting a bank loan of any kind is typically going to require a co-signature of some sort because they're not trustworthy enough. They don't have any credit. And if they do have credit, oftentimes it's bad credit. Um, many, In many cases, uh, youngsters, young adults, are in over their eyeballs in debt because of student loans. And so I could go on and on painting the picture of what I'm trying to portray as an image that young people, simply put, are not very trustworthy. And I'm building up to some, something, but bear with me. When, when we say, um, um, uh, for instance, I'm going to cut to the chase here, and my unpopular opinion is this. One of the most surefire ways of not having a dunce in the White House, or at least lowering the risk of having a dunce in the White House, is the age requirement that we have of 35 years old. Now, why is 35 important? Well, 35 is important because you've now lived, on average, half of your life. And by 35 years old, 
by and large, most of us are on the right path finally in life. There are always caveats. There are always exceptions. But by and large, if you had a one-size-fits-all situation, 35 years old should be the bare minimum requirement for an adult human to become president of the United States. And there are still reprobates at 35 years old, so do not get me wrong. I'm just saying it's a good way of limiting the, um, the reprobate mantle. Now, my fix for this country is once upon a time, states had the right to set voting requirements. Okay? So, once upon a time, you either had to be a landowner, a business owner, or of a certain age. Now, there were some other things that we could do without. Uh, when the Constitution was written, there was only a white vote. Now, that wasn't always true in every state, and some states were quite forward-thinking, and those were typically your northern states who allowed the black vote. Um, I, I, I feel the same way about women at 35 years old as I do about men at 35 years old. Most women are much, much more mature at 35 years old than they are at 18. You see, at 18 years old, you are still weaning yourself off of your parents in most cases. At, at 18 years old, you are susceptible to being bought by whomever is giving away free shit. You see, at, at 18 years old, you, you're, you're not real good with your money. So at these younger ages, um, 18 to say 30, you're, you're not all there yet. You haven't really arrived unless you are a business owner, young entrepreneur, or a landowner who's able to, um, who's able to manage the, the financial aspect and the land management aspect of owning your own land. See, <clears throat> I like to use terms like skin in the game because I don't believe you as an individual at a young age should have much of a say in the country's welfare, nor do I think you have the capacity to understand what it would take to grasp what is right for a country um, if you don't have any skin in the game, okay? So I would be barraged right about now by a bunch of different arguments. But by and large, I think most people would agree that an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 25-year-old, by and large, doesn't have the mental capacity or the wisdom to understand how to vote for the betterment of a country. You are talking about an age group that is very uh, focused and self-absorbed only on them person in the mirror they 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 have an immaturity level that is very easy to pick up on please understand 
there are caveats and that's unfortunate that they wouldn't fall into my umbrella but for the same reason we have an age limit of uh, requirement of 35 years old i also believe we should have an age requirement for voting or a landowner or uh, a business owner okay because you see once you've achieved that level of responsibility you know you now understand what solvency is to some degree you now understand the threat of becoming bankrupt and how demoralizing and, and destructive that is to your future I've been through a bankruptcy okay that bankruptcy was right around 30 years old and it was for very personal reasons but at that age you know divorce turned my world upside down and I didn't manage my money well enough and I didn't have a whole lot of money to manage at that age anyways even though I had a really good career I was upside down well that's a very common thread with young people as well is either they're they they have their parents are able to, to help them from capsizing or they're in a very slow capsize themselves now to a certain degree I was independent and and that is the road to wisdom but but say, but but even then I was living with a woman and that woman shared the encumbrance of of the bills so even then I wasn't very independent so these concepts of liberty and freedom were 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 jaded because I was dependent on somebody else and somebody else was dependent on me at a young age and that was the only way I could make it well in this world I don't think you really understand the makings of success or necessity or responsibility until you can honestly say you can stand up alone and nobody can topple you and that is my thesis for why I think we should really strongly consider going back to our roots and bringing back some of the compelling um, reasons for for who should be allowed to vote and who should not be allowed to vote I'm not talking about excluding a racial category I'm not talking about uh, making it a gender thing but please try to understand that we most of the woke that you see going on right now in society is coming from a couple different brands of individuals by and large the loudest are the young college-aged white female that wouldn't know what to do with themselves if they weren't screaming for uh, some sort of uh, financial aid to get them out of the hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt for their education that they feel entitled to or their their white suburban women who uh, probably and I don't mean to, you know, put everybody into one bubble, but are probably supported by their male counterpart, or they have reached a certain level of success, and you know that would be the outlier in this scenario. But by and large, the youngsters in this country, the grand, the vast majority of them, they're not the fiscally conservative types. They're the tread on me daddy types they are the you know pro-government types they are the 
government uh, uh, welfare recipient types. They are the, you know, let's expand government uh, programs and stuff like that because they're bleeding hearts and they don't understand the difference between uh, natural philanthropy and a government that takes from those of us who are successful uh, by, comp by compelling us to pay through penalty of um, a financial straits or imprisonment and uh, those who want to do well and who give uh, through uh, philanthropic means and, and, and charity. So I personally feel that the least, uh, the least deserving group of voters in this country are the 18 to 30 year olds who really haven't earned it yet, baby. Okay, now, now there's a, another argument out there that I hear all the time, especially from like vets and stuff like that. And with all due respect, and I mean that, and I don't think any of my friends would ever question that, but just because you're old enough to die for this country, it doesn't really mean jack shit other than you chose to volunteer to go into a military branch to potentially be put in the theater of war. Okay? That's a harsh critique, but it's not without merit. Because not a single 18, 20, 25 year old, none of them have earned the credential of general. None of them have earned any of the echelon officer titles. None of them of that age group are giving orders to any real, you know, uh, promise or detriment to uh, uh, strategy. They, we're not, they're fodder. You are support or you are fodder. Nobody flying an F-14, nobody flying a fighter jet is um, 18 to 20 years old. To the best of my knowledge, those are seasoned officers, and they would be the ones called upon in a war arena or a warlike theater. The, the, the grunts, the boots on the ground, the, the support, those are the young and the dumb. Now, those folks that chose to sign up for a volunteer army, the greatest volunteer army on the planet, they have gone through systematic brainwashing so that they do not question orders. So the, the, the crux of this whole thing is that they are cultivated to take orders. Critical thought is not something that's preached in boot camp. There's no room for critical thought. So just because you have decided to put yourself in the line of fire, potentially, does not entitle you to the sacred vote, in my humble opinion. That's not a very popular opinion.
I get it. And by and large, I have to imagine the military vote is a large block of a conservative type voter. But even, even those in the military that lean libertarian, libertarian's a dangerous thing in the military because that involves critical thought. That involves don't tread on me. That involves liberty or death. That involves live free or die. And in the military, it's not live free or die. It's do as you're told. So some perspective helps people understand why I don't believe just because you can be sent to the theater of war that you should somehow have a say in the welfare of this country. Now, I still believe that there will be a voting block over 30. Let's just say we set the age at 30. I still believe that there's going to be a voter block at, uh, at the age of 30 that's still going to be far left-wing dingbat leftist, but won't be as many because you won't have as many people with their hands out trying to vote communism into this country. The schools that these kids are going to are indoctrination factories. Simply put, their brains are scrambled just as badly as the men and women in uniform that are taught to take orders. These, these kids coming out of these uh, institutes of higher education aren't as able to um, come up with uh, the critical thinking skills necessary to understand what our founders had intended for this country and its voter block as they are able to regurgitate, uh, you know, mindless dribble like um, Karl Marx or Cloward and Piven. You know, there is a, there is a reason why leftism blooms in this country. And it's because at some point in time, we took the power that the states had, took it away from them. The states no longer get to set the requirements for voters because politics became a vicious and power grabbing uh, type of game in this country. Um, right around the turn of the 19, uh, turn of the 20th century. And we lost our way. We, we went from uh, political servitude for the betterment of this country to power. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So <clears throat> although this isn't going to ever come to fruition, this is a surefire way of limiting people for, from voting with their emotions. And there are a few other things that could be done to limit the power of bureaucracy, um, to limit the power of the executive class from ruling by fiat. But I would be okay with fiat to a certain extent at the executive branch 
in certain situations where expediency is a necessity, uh, but only with certain limitations as well. But see, when you when you remove a certain element from the voting block, you will also do the country a favor by removing some of the corruption that goes along with the candidacies for certain positions in government, okay? Cook County, Chicago could probably do a lot better for itself than it's done in the last 100 years if there was a limitation to who could vote for who because you can buy votes without writing a bill of sale. You can buy votes by making frivolous promises like um, uh, reparations or um, a student loan debt relief. These are, these are farcical issues. The, the climate issues that seem to tug at everyone's heartstrings is, is a serious uh, a voting issue, but it really shouldn't be. Um, it's America has proven itself to be one of the greatest stewards of the environment than any other country on the planet. The, the countries that are at risk are the very, very poor countries, and you're never, ever going to lift them out of poverty enough to have them care enough about their environment like we do in the United States. But the, the buying and selling of falsehoods that occurs through the politicians and using apostles like Greta Thunberg and David Hogg and, and shit like that to sell, sell, sell the death of this country by trying to pretend that we're not selling off our future to China because China's in control of all the solar panels and, and the lithium batteries and stuff because they can produce it there because they don't have the the regulations that we have in this country. But we're, 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 we're losing. We're losing and we're failing ourselves. I hear my libertarian friends. I hear you. I hear every single one of you. Both parties are bought and sold. Why? Because we have a voter. We have a, we allow anyone to vote in this country. And then you get arguments about that election was stolen. This election was stolen. You could avoid that because you have a social security number. That social security number tracks how old you are based on when you were issued that social security number. That's literally your ID to vote if you need an ID to vote, which you should have too. But we are we are a two-party system. We could be a multi-party system if we didn't have such diametrically opposed parties and if we controlled who should have skin in this game in this country. Not everybody is equal. Uh, equity is bullshit when it comes down to anything other than 
finances. Equity is the stupidest term I have ever heard because that means somebody who hasn't tried as hard as me can get the same thing as me. That's bullshit. And I don't care who you are, but if you've achieved a modicum of success in this country, you are proud of that. And the person sitting next to you that's never paid in one time into the, 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 the theft that they call taxation in this country, but yet they get a return every year of multiple thousands of dollars, they are not entitled to the same things that I'm entitled to because my entitlements were bought and paid for with blood, sweat, and tears. So not everybody is created equal in this country, and not everybody is going to end equally in this country. Let me backtrack. Everybody's born equal in this country. Maybe not from a socioeconomic demographic standard, but the, the freedoms and liberties that you're born with based on being an American citizen, there's your baseline, there's your equity. It ends there. Now, put your ass in the firing squad, earn your way, achieve something, have something worth losing, then, and only then, should you be allowed to have a say in this country. And to my libertarian friends, the only way you will ever have a say in this country is it if you can elect one of your own kind, and as of right now, it'll never stinking happen because you have communism on one side and you have whatever the crap is that the Republicans are selling. Some of them are a lot more freedom-minded. That's why the libertarians tend to vote amongst the Republicans because you don't have any choice. It's, it's 40 to 60% of what you're looking for on one side and about 10% of what you're looking for on the other side. So it's a very unpopular opinion that I have. And I know it's an unpopular opinion. But God damn it, it's about the only opinion that makes the most amount of sense in this day and age. Because in this day and age, too many mushy-skulled, me, 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 uh, selfish, self-absorbed people are allowed to vote and they're voting for how could they get more for less and have somebody else foot the fucking bill. And for us with a shred of pride and dignity and integrity, that's an appalling idea. And if you fail, that's on you. The government should not be there to pick you up. The government shouldn't be there at all. The only thing the government should be there for is to make sure we don't get invaded. We're being invaded right now by the south of the border people, and the government's doing nothing to assist the issue. They're only and always only compounding the problem and making it worse. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ben Speaks. I'm going to try to make this more often, but, uh, you know, life is busy. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Thank you.